Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 61. We are enjoying the stories of the resurrection. We're going to read it in Matthew today. It's 10 verses long, and I'm going to break it into three uh, easy, digestible verses. So they're each about three long. So this is Matthew 28, verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. I'm going to stop there. So we have the people at the tomb. There's women there's no men except for the guards, and the guards are not in very good shape because they're going to become like dead men here in a second. Then we have, uh, so let's answer the question, who rolled back the tomb? How'd the to- uh, how'd the, did Jesus roll back the rock? Answer is no. The angel rolled it back because Jesus was already out of the tomb, and the rock was rolled back so that we could see in, the women could see in, not so that Jesus could get out. That that was past tense. So we find out what an angel looks like. He looks like lightning and his clothing is white. Not his clothing looked like lightning. He looked like lightning. So this is a big deal. The guards trembled and became like dead men. And every dead man I know has fallen down. And it says that they were for fear of him. So we have a a sobering moment with an encounter with an angel and a single angel uh, when David did the census smote 70,000 uh, people. So these are, these, these are and can be very, very powerful agents uh, of the Lord. So certainly their response is perfectly appropriate. We're going to get back to the, the guards. The guards live through this, which is the real miracle of the story. Not today, another day. All right, going on, let's go to verse 5. This is Matthew 28, verse 5. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. And then the news, He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So, of course, the angel says, don't be afraid. I just told you you should be very afraid when you see an angel. It's all It all depends on what the intent of the angel is and what the assignment of the angel is. So here's a curiosity. The angel says, for I know that you seek Jesus. Now, I wonder, do they know your thoughts? Like like the Lord knows our thoughts. I wonder if angels know our thoughts. I, I, I doubt it, but I suppose when you show up at dawn uh, at a tomb with someone that needs a certain amount of burial attention with spices that you have previously bought, and the angel sees this, he may just come to the conclusion, hey, I know you're looking for Jesus. Or maybe he knows his thoughts. I don't know. But then the words of the angel, it just the, some of the greatest words in in human history, or angelic history even. He is not here. Now every guy who's dead is they're always where 
you left them the day before. So the point is, he's not here. He's not where you left him the day before. And the women actually knew where they had left him the day before. They're not at the wrong tomb or anything. The, that's the problem with a one-year-old is they're, you know, they're mobile. <laughs> they, they, they're not where you leave them, and that's how they get into into trouble. But then when you take, then you add death to a person, that whole mobility stops. And so when the angel says he's not here, he's like, what? Jesus is mobile again? How can, how can that be? Well, then he tells us he is risen. And then he says, by the way, this is exactly as he said. There's no surprises here. It's all according to the plan. And uh, it's something we can even base our faith on. So it's this is the foundation of our, our uh, Christian belief. Then he assigns them to go and quickly tell the disciples. Okay, so then here's the sweet part about it. So they departed, verse 8, and quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. So this is Jesus. Oh, I got one more line. Then Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So we find these women, exclusively women, departing with fear because they saw an angel and great joy because they saw the tomb and they saw that he wasn't there and they heard the news that he was risen. And that they so, so they go tearing off and they bump into Jesus. Well, no. Jesus met them. Jesus knew where he was going. Jesus did this purposely. And then their response is so sweet. They grab his feet, they hold on to him, and then they worship him. This is yet another of Jesus' claims to deity because uh, not only does he say he's God, he receives worship here as God. And it was so kind of him to come, I think. You know, and and appear to the women, the, the the female disciples of Jesus who have been courageously faithful, unlike all the all the men. And then he tells them, "Don't be afraid." Again, second word of that, one from an angel, one from Jesus. And then go tell my brothers. So Jesus is, acts very sweetly, and you know, hey, we're family now. So I love the idea of grabbing hold of Jesus, being humble and overshadowed. And what part of him? Grab hold of his feet, any part you can get a hold of. Embrace the conviction. When Jesus shows up and he shows himself to us, let's let's hold on. What part of Jesus is he exposing to himself to to you now? Whatever it is, hold on and and worship him. That is value in the highest. No idols, no nothing in front of him, nothing above him. So I, I love, too, in the story that it's women that are the heroes. The men all abandon him one way or the other. So this is so critical. If Jesus did what he says, there's lots to be joyful about and there's lots to be uh, fearful about even. Our work, then, is to have faith, entrust, hold on, and worship. What a resurrection story. It's the center of our faith. Thank you for listening. I hope you're encouraged today. See you tomorrow.